Welcome to the Cosmic Earth Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Holbrook. I'm an astrologer and spiritual coach, and together we'll be exploring all things astrology, the wisdom of the earth, and both ancient rituals and modern practices to align with and heal your body, mind, heart, and spirit. And of course, we'll cover my favorite subjects, manifestation and magic. I created this podcast to remind you that you are infinite and are a divine piece of this cosmic earth. So if you like what you hear, connect with me and say hi over on Instagram at Rise with Natalie. And I will be seeing you in the stars. I am super excited to announce that Kelsey and I have teamed up to bring you guys such a magical experience. It is going to be a virtual event online on Thursday, January 27th from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so 4.30 Pacific, and it is called Your Highest Lunar Self Workshop, and it is going to be a workshop about learning all the things about your moon sign and how you can truly embody that version of your moon, whether you are an Aries, a Taurus, a Capricorn, an air, a fire, a water, an earth, what you need to do to best take care of and learn to step into your moon because the moon is so crucial. Oh my gosh. Once I learned my moon, I was like, it all makes sense. (laughs) Your moon is your emotions. It's your needs. It's why you feel the way that you do. It's where you go when you're stressed. It's where you go when you're happy. It's your highest of highs. It's your lowest of lows. And it's like therapy in a bottle once you know your moon sign. And of course, it makes sense that we're doing this because Kelsey's store is called My Moon Collective. And Kels has so much magic as well. And she is going to be doing a breathwork session. And she is going to tailor the breathwork session to each moon sign. So it's going to be broken down into what she's calling it elemental breathwork, um, which sounds epic. And I'm so excited to experience this because I have an air moon and Breathwork works really, really well for me uh, because it's air, you know, and I think that it works well for all of us, especially if you are an air sign. It's like we need to get that flow of air sometimes out of us. If you are a fire sign, you might have a lot of pent up energy that also needs to come out and be released. If you're an earth sign, an earth moon sign, sometimes you can feel a little bit stagnant and that you have a lot to move and get through you and it helps to activate you. And same thing if you're a water that you can sometimes be very deep in your emotions and your feelings and the breath work really can lift you up and allow that rising to begin. So I have the link in our show notes for that. The link is also going to be in my bio uh, on Instagram and you can find it there at Rise with Natalie. Also make sure that you are following Kelsey. It will most likely be in her bio as well at My Moon Collective. Let me make sure that I have their Instagram right mymoon.collective. And it's $33. We wanted to make it super affordable so that you guys can be there. So please come experience the magic and set your new year off right by stepping into how you can best handle your emotions, learn all about that, and be your highest lunar self. Hello, cosmic soul. I hope that you are having a beautiful day. I hope that you are wintering and taking advantage of the season of winter. Um, 
I am sitting in my beautiful home, my new home in Asheville, North Carolina that I just moved into last week and today we are snowed in and it is so magical. And yesterday I had the pleasure of sitting down with my dear soul client and incredible friend, Kelsey Beasley, who is the owner and founder and creator and mastermind of the store in Aurelia, Canada called My Moon Collective. And we talked about so many things. <laughs> we talked about Kelsey's Saturn return and we talked about how she opened up a brick and mortar store at the beginning of the pandemic. Yes, like literally March 21st was their opening day, which was the same day that the world shut down, but also the same day that she was cracked open. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Kelsey and I got in touch um, last July or August and have been working together ever since. And she is full of so much wisdom. She is such an old soul. She is wise beyond her years and she just exudes so much knowledge and insight and deep, deep connection to the divine. And she is a Capricorn sun. She is a Taurus moon. She's a Sagittarius rising. And I want to just talk a little bit about her chart before we dive into the episode. And if you guys have anything in common with this chart, I want you to listen to this episode and see if you feel or resonate with any of Kelsey within you and look at your own chart. This is why I have guests on the podcast to inspire you, but also for you to deeper learn astrology and connect these pieces together. Astrology is the psychology of the soul. It's the language of the stars. It really is about being fluent in this language of, of the universe. And the more that you start to piece together, okay, this person has this planet in this sign in this house, and I have this, or I have a friend who has this, this is how you learn. So Kelsey has her sun, her Uranus, her Neptune, her Venus, her Saturn, and her North Node. So five planets and then the North Node um, all in Capricorn in her second house, which makes her just as big of second house, aka Taurus energy, as the Capricorn. So whenever people have a ton of planets in a house, it means that their soul decided to have a huge emphasis on that vibration within this lifetime. So look at your own chart. If you don't have your own chart, you can go to my website, natalieholbrookwellness.com and download it for free and check out where do you have a cluster of planets. And if you're very well evenly distributed, then that means also your, your soul said, I want to learn a little bit about everything in this lifetime. Nothing is good. Nothing is bad. Everything is to be accepted and to be explored. And Kelsey also has her moon in Taurus and it's making a trine, a direct trine to her sun. And we don't talk about this in the podcast, but I wanted to point this out because as you're listening, you'll be able to see it's actually quite easy for her to speak what's on her mind and for her to show her emotions. And this is something that she had to learn how to do and that she's stepping deeper into. But because she has this trine, the more that she steps into it, the more a part of her it's going to become, that she will almost 
be able to wear her emotions on her sleeve in this way that she's so empathic and intuitive and can really feel what other people are feeling and feel what she's feeling and express it. It's also making a trine to her Mercury, which is in the first house. And as you listen, you'll hear she's a great speaker. Um, and she is very articulate, very eloquent, and she very much is channeling. She channels a lot through her. Her MC, which is the point in the sky of how we do our career, is in Libra. So she likes to work in spaces that are beautiful. She likes to make sure that things feel harmonious and balanced. And when she and I first started working together, one of the things that she said to me was she was just like, I have to have beautiful spaces. Everything needs to be pretty and balanced. It needs to feel good. And and right away, I saw that her MC was in Libra and it was like, yep. And her Jupiter is in Leo in the ninth house. So she has an expansion within that creative force of Leo and within being a leader and also with being some type of performer. And that, um, that Jupiter also squares her Pluto. So the way that she transforms is in a big way. You know, it means that when she goes through these deaths and rebirths, when she has these up levels and these initiations, when she gets knocked down, she really gets knocked down. But then that phoenix rising from the ashes, that Scorpio energy with the heart of the lion is so strong. So I wanted to just point those things out. If you are a Sagittarius rising, then you are similar to Kelsey. If you are a Capricorn sun, I'm sure that so much of this or a Capricorn moon or rising, this will also resonate with you. But uh, listen to this. If you are someone who wants to more deeply connect to trusting your intuition, to navigating your Saturn return, and obviously if you are an entrepreneur and if you are interested in starting some type of store or business where there are products or even if you have to handle and hire employees, she speaks to all of these things. And Kelsey's official bio is this. She is the owner and creator of My Moon Collective. She's all about the cosmic and astrological world. She's got a mind for creating and loves building on new ideas. She studied marketing and advertising in post-secondary and lived a former life working in advertising in Toronto, which she talks about in our episode, had a quarter-life crisis and had to completely reframe my definition of success, quit the old life, and embarked on a solo backpacking trip around the world. She loves to travel. Hello, she is a Sag rising. (laughs) That was truly the beginning of this opening. Now she's back in her hometown, an OG Aurelia gal. Through it all, she can say that she loves the community, practice, and lifestyle that she's created for herself, and a huge part of that life is My Moon Collective. She has always been obsessed with the moon and the cosmos. It just took her a little while to embrace this side of herself, but since opening herself up to the world, it has been a constant unfolding of self. She laughs sometimes because as she's learning new things and diving deeper into her astrology and moon work, it usually feels more like remembering. I hope that you guys enjoy this episode so much. Please share it with your friends, leave a five-star review, and if you are enjoying this podcast, please leave a review. I always love reading these. It's so special. Um, Or share it on your Instagram and tag me in it. I love connecting with you guys and definitely also follow Kelsey. And I hope to see you at our event. All right. Enjoy. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Cosmic Earth Podcast. I am so excited for our podcast today. I have one of my dear soul clients and friends and soul sisters, Kelsey Beasley, who is here with me today. And Kelsey is a Capricorn sun, and she is one of the most Capricorn people that you will ever meet. So it is just 
so perfect to do this interview during Capricorn season. So thank you for being here, Kels. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to dive in and talk about my Capricornness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Kelsey has, let's see, she has her son, her Uranus, her Neptune, her Venus, her Saturn, and her North Node, <laughs> all in Capricorn in the second house, because she is also a Sagittarius rising and a Taurus moon. And she and I actually have a moon and Mercury conjunction in Taurus. So it makes a lot of sense that we work together, that we talk. So it'll be fun to see, you know, to, for you guys to kind of ex experience our energy together as what does it feel like for a moon and a Mercury to conjoin in this way. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yes. So as you said, my name is Kelsey and I am so, I always get a little caught up when I have to like say what I do or what my title is because I'm like, I don't know. So I own a brick and mortar store called My Moon Collective, but it feels like to me, it's more than that. And I'm always like, am I the owner? Am I the creator, the founder? So I'm still kind of working on like what my title is, but yeah, essentially I run and operate a store, um, a mystic shop. I call it a Aurelia. That's the store, the town it's in Aurelia's, um, one-stop shop, mystic shop. Amazing. And so yeah, you guys, it is incredible because Kelsey has this beautiful shop. It's called My Moon Collective and go follow her right now on Instagram because it is just gorgeous things. So I just want to jump right in, in and also it's so Capricorn, right? For Because Capricorn is the worker. It's the person who is the boss and the founder and the CEO, all of the things that you are. And it's really all about creating a legacy for oneself and about building and um you know, let's kind of walk us through how did you start this? I mean, I feel like it's very, it's a huge endeavor and probably very scary and overwhelming for people to even think of how in the world could I ever start a brick and mortar? Like that is huge. <laughs> so walk us through your journey of how did you start? How did you, how did this idea even come to you? Yeah. So for me, it was a very, it was something that I think has always kind of been in my world, um, but nothing I was like, oh, one day I'm going to own a shop. Like I never had these like big dreams of it. Um, I would always like plan me and my sister, are, like idea people. We'd always like talk and be like, oh, this is a business idea. This is a business idea. But to yeah, own a brick and mortar was not something that was like fully, truly on my radar. Um, and it was just like a collection of like synchronistic moments I think that brought me there and I always joke I'm like I feel like I've lived like 14 lives in my 31 years it's the the paths that I've gone on that have led me to where I am and it's one of those things that once you're where you are you're like that's why I had to do all these things like I um had a life as an advertising uh, working in advertising in Toronto and I traveled the world. I like worked in a restaurant in Vancouver. Like I, I've just kind of had all of these lives. Um, but I guess what I was missing in those elements was like this, having this life that was driven or this career that was like driven by something greater, a purpose where I felt like when I worked in advertising, I was being worked to the bone. It was like that, like that very like cliche, like internship, like lifestyle where it's like, you're working like 60 to 80 hours a week being paid nothing, like 
going into the bathroom to cry, like literally walking down like the streets of a city with like 14 coffees for like exec meetings. Like I felt like I was like in the devil wears Prada, like advertising edition. And my soul was just so, I felt like I was dying inside. I would call my parents every day and I'd be like, I'm so unhappy, but I feel stuck. Like I went to school for management and then I went and did a postgraduate for advertising and I just felt very stuck in like, this was the idea. This was like what I had envisioned for myself to be this like successful, like advertising woman who was like independent and had like this penthouse. And it felt like I finally got there and I was obviously very new in in the role and very low on like on the tiers of the hierarchy of the organization. But I was, could see myself moving up and it just like made me really sad because it just wasn't what I was meant to be doing. So it felt like that was like my first tower moment that I'd ever experienced in life. And all of these things just came like crumbling down. And I was like, I need something that fills my soul because I know that I can work and I can work hard and I'm someone that has passion, but this is not driving that. And this is suffocating me. So, um, I had that experience. And then I left that job and I just like did like the most millennial thing ever. I feel like, and I just like booked a one-way ticket to New Zealand and was like, I'm out of here. Um, and I spent a year just kind of like really figuring out who I was. Like, I think I had never even sat down and asked myself these questions. Like, it was just like, you're going to go to school. You're going to get a high paying job. You're going to be successful. Life's going to be great. You're going to be happy. And none of that obviously worked out. So I went and I'm just like, just went completely to the other end of the spectrum, like living out of a backpack for a year. And I really kind of, that was definitely the start of my spiritual journey of like asking these questions and being like, what is the point of my life? Like, why am I here? What do I want to do while I'm here? So that was a really pivotal time in my life and very like a big opening time in my life. Um, and then when I moved back to my hometown, um, which is like a small, it's, I want to say it's a small town in Ontario, Canada, but it's, it's a city. Like it's not actually that small. It just feels small. I got a government job. So then I was on the other side of the spectrum where I wasn't, was like just completely bored, like mind numbing. Like it was like the other end from like this high pace, sorry, high paced job, like fast pace, like chaos, stress. It was like, this is like not stimulating at all. Overwhelmingly Mm -hmm. underwhelming is what I used to say. So it was like, okay, I've experienced both ends of the spectrum. And the thing that's missing for me is that like, I need something that is soul driven. And I would see these people that I work with that were very happy with the career and this government job. And you could see that it lit up their soul and they were very much aligned. And I just wasn't. And it was like the biggest mirror ever because I was like, they're so happy here and I'm not, I can't continue to do this. When I moved back to my hometown, I kind of had to like restructure my life. I felt like I had changed a lot. I was trying to find new kind of my new like people. And I felt very lost and confused. It was also like the kind of like the beginning of my Saturn return. Yeah, I was just kind of like restructuring my whole life and I kind of started to get into yoga and that community and I became very close with with a instructor in my hometown and she kind of was just like invited me into this role. She was like, Kels, I feel like I want to open something in my studio and I feel like you would be really good at it. Like I can see 
how you operate. I can see your visions. I see that you are looking for something. Would you want to open a store in my studio? So it was like this invitation moment, (laughs) which was kind of cool because I'm also, if you're familiar with human design, I'm a projector. And it was like the, like most like wait for the invitation moment ever. And I just said, okay. Like, and that's just kind of how I am as a human. I'm like, okay, let's do it. But I think that's where my Capricorn comes in where I like, I actually do it. Like I'll, I'll do it. And I don't even know, to be honest, if she expected me to say yes and like actually do this. Um, so I kind of just figured it out as I went and it it's fun to me. Like it was very like soul driven, right? Like I was working so hard, but it wasn't something where I felt burnt out and burnout did come, um, because it was inevitable, but I also felt like so excited. Like I was creating something and we started doing the store and the moon circles. And it honestly, in a lot of ways, like it feels like my moon, like, and I are very much like two separate entities, but one in the same. And mm-hmm. it's like, a ch- I'm like the physical form of like this channel that's just like doing stuff. And it's always kind of felt like that. Like, I'm like, okay, we're doing it. I don't know. Like, we'll just figure it out. And yeah. So I wish I had more, like, how do you do it? But for me, it was just like, I just did it. I just figured it out. I kind of think what I, that whole story, the point was like, you kind of understand why you lived where, like why you were, where you were, um, at those times, like advertising, like I learned so much for my business in that world. And even my government job, just like working, I did a lot of work around, um, indigenous populations and kind of, um, learning a lot about things that I hadn't learned about in school about Canadian history, um, that I feel like we, we probably should be learning in school. Um, so, and I can bring a lot of those elements from every po- point in my life to my moon in a way that it just like every day I'm like, Oh, of course, that's why you've gone on this journey. That's why you were here and did those things. Right. Cause I think it's easy to sometimes to be like, Oh, well, I have a degree that I don't even like really use, but I was thinking about it the other day. And I was like, but you you're meant to be where you are when you're there. And you'll, if it doesn't make sense at that point, it will make sense one day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my long winded story of like how my moon came to be. Uh, my friends always joke, they're like, you should do like a mastermind, a course on how to open a store. And I'm like, my advice would be like, just do it. Like, <laughs> do it. like you'll figure it out. Like you kind of have to be able to like, take that leap of just like, we're going to figure it out. If I want it bad enough, I'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So Capricorn and so Aries <laughs> also, you know, <laughs> um, Kelsey has her Mercury in the first house. So that just do it. Anything that's in the first house, you guys, is always going to be tied to Aries. So it's like, of course, just do it. Just go. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing that amazing story. I actually didn't know so many pieces of that. So that was so cool for me to hear as well. Okay. I want to just say a few astrological things that tie in here so deeply that are so amazing. Obviously the Sagittarius rising, it's like you had to go to New Zealand, you had to go seek, you had to go be like, oh my gosh, this whole world that I thought was going to be my life is crumbling. What else is there? What is the answer? And I actually had the exact same experience too. When I was right out of college, I lived and worked in Las Vegas as a music and journalist, uh, music and nightlife journalist. And I was so turned off by the sexism that I experienced, by 
the party lifestyle, it just got so old. And I remember just being so jaded to the point that I was like, I don't think I can ever even go to a music festival again because everything was just awful. And I saw the really ugly side of the music world. And then I went and traveled too. And, you know, I was 25. How old were you when you went and did that? I was 25. Uh, 20, yeah, 25. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's definitely something there about, you know, right before the Saturn return, it's like the preamble. It's like, we're going to just open your eyes a little bit and then it's going to get hard again. <laughs> totally. I remember like going into my Saturn return because my Saturn return was, um, March, 2020 was like the first hit. Um, it was like the world and I were going through like a very like similar yeah. experience. Um, and I remember like kind of hearing about it, but then when you're in it, I feel like you really dive in, especially if you're in the astrology world. And I was like, wait, I haven't gone through this yet. I'm like, are you sure? I, can we just review like the last years of my life? Like, yeah, totally. So the preamble can sometimes be just as intense. I feel like, right. Preparing you for what you're about to like encounter and face. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that we have to even take it sometimes it's like we're soldiers, right? It's like, we're preparing for that Saturn return, quote unquote war or that big battle where it's like that training is so intense as well. And then we get thrown out there onto the field and we're like, Oh my God. But then it's actually not that bad because we're like, I've actually dealt with this before. This isn't something fully new to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like take the, I like the crumbling, like it's like those foundations around you that weren't stable are like crumbling. That's how I've always kind of felt it. And like, you just have to let them crumble. Like if you try and hold it together, that's when like things get more intense. Right. And it's so funny. You just said that I was talking to my sister yesterday and she texted me and she's like, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm being prepared to be like a spiritual warrior. And she's Mm -hmm. just coming here. She's a 92. So she's just coming into it. I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) to see what comes from it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that's such a beautiful reframe, right. Of like, wow, when we go through our Saturn return, you know, ages 28 to 32, it's like, yeah, those those three or, you know, two or three years right before are gearing you up and then you're in it. And to be honest, like I, you know, I'm 35 and I feel like the final year of mine, 32, 33, it was also still very difficult. It kind of like trailed on because I was in this place of like, what am I doing? And then yeah. when I was 33, you know, the Christ year, which is also the year of the 10th house in astrology, it's the year of when your career stuff really downloads that's when astrology came to me, my whole life shifted. So, you know, it's like you get through that Saturn return and every single decision that you make is going to take you down a different path. And it's being really intentional. And also, like you said, allowing things to channel through you and that full surrender of, I'm not going to try to hold up. I'm not going to try to put together a a crumbled piece of cookie, right? It's like, let it go, eat it and let it go. (laughs) Totally. That's the biggest lesson for me. And like, I totally relate to kind of still being in those like trickling years of like, I very much have certain things figured out, but I'm like, where is this going? How is this evolving? Like I have all these questions, but the first couple of years of that energy really was like, you just have to surrender. Like that is the, and that is hard for a Capricorn and someone who, and for someone who has their Saturn in Capricorn. Right. So Yeah. <laughs> So just like really certainty in a way. And like, really, I'm like, the only thing I know at this point is that cert that the only certainty is uncertainty in your life. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I remember I was in India once and our teacher there was like, change is the only constant in life. Yeah. You know? 
yeah, yeah. And I mean, you have all of this energy in the second house, which is the original house of Taurus, which yeah. is all about attachment. <laughs> so it's like for you to surrender, like you're you're already enlightened, Kels. You're good. You can oh. go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, but the other thing that I thought was so fascinating is like I didn't even know that you had this government job. So yeah. the government in astrology is the sixth house, and that's where your moon is, and that's where your Mars is. So it also even makes a little bit of sense that there was something tied to government or working as, you know, a service type of provider or service worker, someone that's really helping with what is going on with the public. So I find that really fascinating that um, whatever it was going on in your chart at that time was like, all right, you're going to do something in this, which is so not you, but also very Capricorn that you had to just explore that for a moment. Yeah, totally. And I feel like I've been thinking about it a lot with my Capricorn, like since we've talked about doing the podcast and just how for me, it's like structure and like that, like stability in life is very important um, and that determination. But it's like I almost very much am someone that needs to create that for myself. So being in that government job and that structure of nine to five was also just like mind numbing for me. And it works for some people. But for me, it was like, this is not the structure that I'm like, that I thrive on. So I need to really shift and make that for myself. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you're a Sagittarius rising. Kelsey also has her Jupiter and Leo. So there's so much of this need to be creative and to shine. And, you know, I also loved that you said that when you were there, there were certain people who loved it and that that was their purpose and that they probably would go and they were like, I love having a nine to five. I love having to be somewhere. And I just want to reiterate too that I think we live in this world where it's like, do your own thing and be an entrepreneur and show up on social media. And sometimes that's not for everyone. You know, if you are a person who loves to work for a company and to do, you know, something with a group or have that structure, don't feel any of this pressure of, I have to be an entrepreneur, right? Like sometimes that can be really confusing for people as well. Totally. Like this one coworker I had was just such like a light Um, And it was almost like she probably saved me while I was there because she just loved being there. She loved doing the work. She was very excited by it. And in a way it was like, she was this like light that showed me like, this can be a life for people, but it's not a life for me because I'm, I don't feel that way. But it was also so nice to see that, right. To know that there are, there is a variety of like, what is true for people and like what alignment looks like for people. Absolutely. And okay. So you had this government job and then you went to the yoga studio, right? Yeah. That was just like, um, I just kind of was trying to find a place and I just, I was going through like this breakup twin flame, like yes, we know that. <laughs> situation, which it was like, it's just not a healthy relationship, very much a relationship that like, again, pushed me deeper into myself, but when I was in it, I was like, it was bad. So I like turned to like yoga and I just was, I was going like every day and I just became very close with this woman that owned the studio. And, um, yeah, that's, so I wasn't like working there, but we just were like kind of hanging out and we'd go for lunch and I'd like talk about these ideas and I'd be like, I want to like do moon circles. Like I love this stuff. And I just feel like I get it. And she was very much like, well then do it. And I was like, okay. Like it was just always kind of like, that was our, um, like our relationship. So, 
Mm -hmm. And again, that just do it energy, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so grateful for her, like all of the shops, not in the studio anymore. And we've kind of gone our own ways, but I'm so grateful for that invitation. Right. And she like offered me this space to like really step into something, which was really, really beautiful. And, and in a way, like something I didn't know that I needed. Right. So. Absolutely. And so were you still working in your government job and then started doing this or what was that trajectory? Cause I think for a lot of people, it's like, oh my gosh, how do I just jump and take right. that leap? And do I quit? Do I do it at the same time? You know, is it going to be too much? How did you do so that? I um, am a jumper. <laughs> I just like how I live life. I'm just like, let's do it. But I did leave my government job too soon. So I left um, and was trying to make things work. I just like, didn't know what I wanted to do. And this is when I was like building that relationship, um, with that woman. And then also was like, kind of still in like the early days of this relationship with this, like guy who we call guru man, <laughs> guru man. <laughs> and I was like in this relationship that was just like, so chaotic. And, um, yeah, I left a little bit too soon and I actually ended up going back to that job because I had, I didn't have the foundation that I needed. Um, so I went back and that was kind of like the thing that like kicked me into gear where it was like, I've come back and I now for sure know I don't want to be here, but I got to figure out an actual plan before I leave. So it was um, the journey that I needed, but I hear a lot of uh, people talking about, yeah, like these things like bridge jobs that kind of help you to, you know, build what you're building while still like sustaining your life because you don't want to drive yourself into like debt or like this unnecessary stress. So figuring out a way to do it. Um, I just don't think I do things like that. So I was very much like, a, okay, let's do it. And just like had this faith and just kind of was like, it was just like a big trust fall for me, like that whole period in my life. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and probably so humbling as well, right? Like, okay, maybe I wasn't ready and how nice that the government took you back. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it, I was very lucky in that sense. And then also I am very much someone like I acknowledge that I have like this very secure family foundation and a family that was kind of always like, we're never going to leave you like out on the street type thing. Like you, you're always going to be taken care of in that way if you need to. Um, but it was also like that very sad in return moment where I left this job and my parents were like, well, we'll take care of, like, you can live here if you need to, but we're not going to like fund your life in a way. Right. So it was like, uh, oh, right. Of course you're not like another, like step away from like those attachments that I had as a kid growing up and like these securities that, um, that were like, that will always kind of be there on some level. And I'm very lucky for that, but not in a way that's like, they're like, you got to do, if you want to do this, you've got to do this. Like, we're not going to do this for you. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Still got to adult, right. You still yeah. got to have your shit together. And yeah, totally. You're right. going to live here. You can live here, but you got to buy our groceries. And another thing that kind of just like pushed me where it was like, I felt like I kind of did this wave moment, right. Where like, I took this leap, like had all these things set up. And then it was like, oh, well now I need to go back to my job and also move back in with my parents and like figure <laughs> out all these things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that can feel very defeating, you know, Mm -hmm. where you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm taking the leap because just taking the leap is scary enough. And then you're like, wait, I fell (laughs) and I face planted. I have to go back home. So, so then how long was it that, you know, you kind of got it together and then went from hosting. So was it also called my moon collective when it was in the yoga studio or how did that pan out? So we started with moon circles. So I just started doing full moon circles, um, mostly because like I was driving, like sometimes like an hour away to like attend these circles. Like I was just really craving something. Um, and so we started doing those for a year before we opened the shop. And so those weren't like my moon collective, but then when the store came to be, it kind of all like came together and it's just become like this entity. And now we have a subgroup of my moon collective called my revealing moon collective, where I do circles mm-hmm. with my dear friend and business partner, another Capricorn, um, who is a dark moon. She holds dark moon circles. And then I hold like the full moon circles. So we kind of like hold this, like, um, opposing energy dynamics. So it's really cool. And we work so well together. Like, wow. So what happens in that? Is that the new moon then? So she, I do the full moon and then she does the dark moon, which is just a couple days before. So her work is really around kind of like being in that like womb space. And she does a lot of womb work. So kind of like that darkness, holding yourself in the darkness before the new light. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. I'm like, I need to attend. (laughs) And then I do like the more like the full moon illuminated kind of energy is kind of how I work with the full moon doing like that breath work, like that activation type of kind of like, let's just like see what is being exposed during like while the moon is here kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, beautiful. so then how did you decide to take this into your own store? And what is the process? Walk us through the process of finding a place, hiring employees, getting product, all of the, all of, let's go into all the like dirty yeah, details here. Totally. <laughs> so the move from the yoga studio to a new space was basically because I felt like I had no space. Um, and also when I'm like, for me, it was like, I was trying to like build something and I felt very confined where I was. Right. Because I was operating in someone else's business. So then you're kind of like, okay, I can do this, but I also have to like follow a structure and like rules that like, don't fully work for me. Um, so I had to, again, create a structure that worked for me. Like, I feel like that was like also a very, um, big Saturn return thing for me. It was like, we, you need to figure out your own structures because you need them, but you need to figure out what works for you. Um, so yeah, it was just like the business really took off. So we are opening day was, I'll remember it forever. Cause it was March 21st, 2020. Um, so very in line with my Saturn return, but also the day that the world shut down for <laughs> the pandemic. Yeah. So spring equinox also. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was like the whole plan. It was like, Oh, we're going to do it. Like the astrological new year, it's going to be like just a great thing. And then, um, like the day before I got a text that was like, we need to like two weeks, we're closing for two weeks. And then obviously we all know how that (laughs) panned out, but it was, um, over that time where I just kind of like really poured my heart and soul into it. I started doing social media. I was like, well, if we can't open, 
in person, I'm going to do a virtual opening. And I like literally like recorded the entire store and just like put it up on Instagram and like started to build this community that I, I don't know if my moon would have had, if it wasn't for the need, like the pandemic, right. For the clothes, like for people to not be able to come in physically, it was almost like everyone was looking for something. And then I was there just on social media, just like talking and bearing my heart and soul and being like, this is what I'm doing. And I felt like I very much brought people along for the process. Um, so yeah, we just started to grow and there, the demand was increasing. And it was kind of like, I, at no, in no way when I opened the store, did I think that within, it was like six months that I would need to get a new space. Like I was like, okay, we'll do like three, three years in this space and then we'll see how it goes. And it was just like the universe had other plans and was like, nope, you need to move. So um, was this a bigger location or what was the change? Yeah, a bigger location and something on the main street. So just a, be- a better location as well, like more optimal. So yeah, I just kind of things like I'm this one. I say like my moon is like something of its own because things just like bam, bam, bam. Like they just have always kind of lined up for it. And um, I have a real estate agent and I kind of was just like, Hey, I'm kind of interested in a space. And they're like, Hey, we have a space. And I went in and I was like, yep, this is it. Like, it wasn't a hard process to find a place, but I also was very clear on what I wanted in the sense that I knew I wanted to be in a more optimal location. I wanted something that was like a good size, but not too overwhelming. Like it, it, the space kind of appeared, but I also was very clear on like this type of space that I wanted for the shop. Um, so, and also just kind of like gave way to the expansion, right? Like for me, it was also hard because I felt like I had committed to something I was like, I'm going to commit to this space that I'm in currently for a year or so. And then like three years, we'll see what happens from there. So it was also like figuring out how do I step into an expansion and do it so in a fair way and in like a respectful way. And then also in a, like, in a way that, uh, like, that I'm allowed to do that. Like, I felt like there was a lot of like rules being placed on me that I was placing on myself. Like, no, you're not allowed to do this. Um, so breaking free from that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was this finding the space and it just kind of came together. And then in terms of like product and stuff, like I very much did it in a grassroots way. And this is like me figuring it out. I feel like if someone was to be mentored or like shown, you wouldn't do it this way, but I literally would just like go on Instagram or Etsy or like Pinterest and like find things that I liked and then find the person that made it and then be like, Hey, do you do wholesale? Amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I just found things that I liked and I was like, what would I want? And there are like now sites and places that you can go that are really cool platforms for wholesale, especially for small makers. Like my moon has always been kind of dedicated to that, like small mystic maker mm-hmm. um, and local if possible. Although we have kind of expanded outside of that, just because there's so many cool people around the world doing like really cool things that we align with, but we do try and keep it as local as possible. And then small business, um, i like the store aside from like books, really and like tarot decks is like mostly like small business operated uh, makers so um yeah it was very grassrootsy but there are now platforms that you can go and find these makers on them so I do that now but it's like 
the beginning was just so like me literally just like Googling or like trying to figure out it as I go. And I'm like, I don't know if this is the right way to do this, but like, do you do wholesale? If you don't, would you be open to it? Like it was very much like figuring it out as I, as I went. Right. Yeah. Did you have any type of mentor or anybody helping you to learn? No. (laughs) So not in this way. I definitely had mentors at the time, but it's funny. I feel like my mentors have always been more for like, and the work I've done with you is more like me, like taking care of myself and like mothering myself. Right. Cause it's, that's kind of where I need, I need someone to remind me to like brush my hair and like make a good meal. And (laughs) the rest I'm like, okay, I'll just like figure out how to, I'll just like Google it. Right. Um, now I definitely have mentors and people that I can connect with, or like, as we've started to build our website, like I tried to do that stuff on my own. And I was like, this just isn't for me. And I'm learning how to outsource or how to like call on people. I'm like, you're good at websites. Can you like sit down and like walk me through how to like do this and, and all of that stuff. But I feel like there was a bit of that, like, I'm very much like that Capricorn in the sense where it's like, don't worry, I'll just do it all. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Like I, I'll like take it on. And, and, um, that's been a big lesson for me in terms of like allowing people to take things on. But, um, yeah, at the beginning it was just me just kind of like figuring it out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so Saturn, you know, and I love that we even talked about your Saturn return. We weren't planning on talking about your Saturn return at all. <laughs> Of course it comes up because you're the most Capricorn of Capricorns and Saturn is your ruler, you know, Saturn rules Capricorn. So it's like always going to be this massive influence on who you are and of I'll just learn it myself. But how do you feel like, was there any ways that that burned you also that you're like, if I could do this again, I would ask for help here. What would you recommend to people? Totally. Um, I experienced like pretty extreme burnout after the first year. And I finally probably May, like 2021 started hiring people. So for the first year, it was just me. Um, and wow. it's, it's a big step to like, kind of let people in. And I've, I, to be honest, have really struggled with it and finding the right people. And like, we've definitely done a lot of work around this too. And like figuring yeah. out who's right for me and like, lessons have been learned and mistakes have been made. Right. And, um, but in the long run and in the, in the instances where it's really worked out, like the help is so appreciated. So I like really have to lean into that and like lean into my trust and lean into letting people to help me. And I was watching something the other day and it was like, the biggest advice we can give to business owners is to hire early. And I was like, honestly, I agree. Cause I didn't. And it feels like now it's just so it, it's so much to like offload to someone. Whereas like bringing people on early probably really helps to like, just help them. Like, while I was learning on the way they're also learning on the way. Right. Absolutely. Especially because they learned things in a way that was maybe not like the formula. So for me to now teach it is very, like, I don't know sometimes how to like give that to people. Right. Like that seems like more work. So that's definitely the struggle that I'm like, or the dance that I'm playing right now, where it's like, yeah, you might have to like sit down and like have the patience and have this time to like show someone how to do these things because it's going to help you so much in the long run. But there's definitely like an ego resistance there where I'm like, this is my baby. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, you know, if you think about large corporations or even startups that have, you know, between five to 20 people or something, there are literally people who are there just to train. You know, 
it's like you are doing five or no, you're doing like 10 jobs in one. And then to also teach someone, it's like, you, I know you are a teacher and you can do it. Like all of your chart, the Sag rising is a natural teacher, but for other people who aren't that it can be really difficult of like, I just don't know how to even teach someone else to do this. It feels more like way more work to do that. Yeah, totally. And one thing that you've really helped me with is also learning that it's okay that some people are not going to be the right people and it's okay. Like they will be the right people for another person, but like how important it is to be working with certain energies. Right. And, and not just for what I need, but also what for they need, what, what they need. Absolutely. So yeah, tell us a little bit about the work that we've done through that. And then about how you now feel like, you know, what is it that you like to call in? How do you find that soul aligned um, employee? Yeah. So the one employee that I have at the moment is amazing. So I like definitely look to her for just like what I'm looking for in terms of someone that is like, easy, like this grounded earth energy. Like I really feel like my moon because it is such like this mystic shop, but it's an operation, right? There's like a very masculine energy happening behind it with like this very feminine, like it's almost like the masculine structure with like the feminine, right. Dancing like everywhere in between. Yeah. Um, Oreo is the masculine and the the cookie is the feminine. So (laughs) exactly. So really finding people that can be in that and can kind of like allow can be in that grounded energy and not to say you have to be like an earth sign or something, but just getting clear on like, on what I need has been so amazing. Cause I remember we've been in sessions where I've been like, I don't know what I need. Um, and I've definitely amped up the hiring process, um, which has been really good. And also, trusting my intuition on it. Right. And like, not just saying like the first person that comes being like, okay, great. Yeah. You're good. Right. Really like sitting down and making sure that they are the right people. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also figuring out the roles that I need people to play. Right. Like that's been, again, like I don't have full answers on that at the moment. Cause that has been like my hardest thing to overcome in the last year is really like opening up and finding the right people. Right. And so much of that deep trust and that intuition of what you have. And I think that there's a piece of not being afraid to let someone go or to say no to a potential employee who maybe on person looks perfect, but then the vibe that you get is just not correct. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. It's just, is it going to fit with you? You know, if you needed an idea person, maybe you are bringing in someone with a lot of air. If you needed someone who was really like, get things done really fast, then maybe you'd bring in that fire. But we did, oh my gosh, we had such a fun session a few, or no, I guess like a month ago where um, I did a a birth chart reading, a relationship synastry reading for Kelsey and her employee. And it's such a match made in heaven. Yeah, (laughs) Like every business owner should just get everyone's astrological info. I know. I want to ask. Sometimes I'm like tempted to be like, am I allowed to ask that? (laughs) Yeah, truly. Like what is your sign? Because I know it's like, I think you said to me, it's like Virgo, right? Cause that's my 10th house. So Virgo, I'm like, I always kind of like looking for these like Virgos. And it's so funny because I have so many Virgo moons in my life mm-hmm. that I'm like, ah, it makes sense. Right. I need that. Like that. I feel like to me and like the season I'm in, it's like this structure is like so important, but again, it's like dancing in that allowing for that dance in between and finding structure that works for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And how do you feel like that process has been? Like, how did you find that structure? How do you do that? 
Yeah. So I'm very much in that season right now because I feel like my life over the last couple of years, like I've just said, has changed so much. And for me, the structure is just like integrating ritual into my day, which is changing and evolving. And I'm still trying to figure out what works for me, but I feel like if I don't have that, then I don't, I'm a blob. Like that's what I've been saying lately. Like I'm a blob and it's because I need to really build these like structures into my day. And like, I'm learning a lot about the dance between my masculine and feminine energy and allowing my masculine energy to kind of like create this container. Like we were just saying for the shop, like to create this container in my life where I wake up and I have my like, maybe like these, these set things, which you also have helped me with creating like this morning ritual that is so simple and not overwhelming. And it's just as simple as drinking the water and scraping my tongue. And then I'm like, I've done my morning container. Mm -hmm. So then what's my afternoon container and then what's my evening container. And then the day can flow and shift and bend as it needs to in between. And I almost feel like it's kind of like a dance between my Capricorn and then my Taurus, right? Like that second house, like Capricorn energy is like, I need structure, but I also need to dance and play. (laughs) Yes. 100%. And, and so much of the creativity and I know, yeah, that's been a huge thing that we've worked on. And right when you came to me, you were just like, I'm burnt out and I need help and I don't have structure. I need to make things beautiful though, but I don't know how to do it. What do I do? (laughs) And the first thing was just like set your morning upright, even if it is something so little as just, I drink water and I scrape my tongue and I brush my teeth. And then I know at least I covered those few tasks that are for me. Exactly. And it's, for me, it was about creating something that wasn't overwhelming because it felt like I had so many things going and so many moving parts. So I didn't want to add like another like thing to my list, right. Where it was like, okay, this is so easy. And to add things to that when it feels good, but not to be so hard on myself. Right. Cause I feel like that's another like cap thing or earth thing. It's like the hard, like this, like self, like, um, discipline, can like have this side where it's like, I'm not good enough. I'm so hard on myself. I like, I didn't scrape my tongue. I'm a failure. (laughs) Like that's where like it can go sometimes. Mm -hmm. So to like have things that just feel easy and achievable and like not this like overwhelming practice has been really, really beautiful for me. And just something I'm realizing is like when I have these containers, that's when my creativity flows. And when I don't, I'm a blob. (laughs) Yes. I was saying to my friend the other day, I was like, being a blob is sometimes totally necessary, but like the blob had sometimes like overstays its welcome. So what do you do when you need to like activate that? And I'm like, for me, that's like building the ritual, right? 100%. I love that you are using the word blob. It reminds (laughs) me of that Robin Williams movie where there was like that green jello thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. What was that called? Um, It's like start for something with an F, I feel like maybe I know the one you're talking about. (laughs) This is so funny. (laughs) But no, I agree. I mean, I think that that was a huge piece just for you of like, okay, how is it that I can have the masculine and the feminine dance together? Because when we're so much in our masculine, that's when the burnout comes. And then you're not even excited to do anything that you have to do or that you want to do. I feel like you can burn out on so many levels that the things that give you joy before it's almost like depression, you know, yeah. burnout and depression are very similar because it truly just knocks you out. Yeah. And I definitely have experienced that in the last year or so. And then also that like dance of like, 
again, not being hard on myself when I'm in it and just surrendering into it and being like, I need a week, I need two weeks. Like it's okay. That's also been something that I have had to like learn how to have compassion for myself in and grace and just allow it. And then also understand when it's time to like have that, that loving discipline, right? Like Mm -hmm. when, what, like, again, that mothering energy of like, what would my mom do for me right now? If I like, do I need rest or does my mom need to pull me out of bed and say like, okay, you need to like, these are the things you need to do. Right. Yeah. It's, um, I love the term blissipline, you know, there's bliss in the discipline. Yeah. That is what brings us into that bliss because it, you know, you can be laying on the beach and relaxing for two or three weeks and you're like, Hey, you got to do something, you know? Yeah, totally. I feel that. I know a big piece for, for you, something that we did too, it was the simplest practice of just write it all down, write down. What do you need to do? And even if it's like the long scroll and it takes so many pages, it still feels so much better to be like, okay, I can do this. I don't have to do it all at once. Exactly. Like you just said, I can give myself two to three weeks and really just, I think there's that deep trust in the universe that when things are going to get done, they'll be done at the time that they needed to be done. It's so true. I look back through all my like lists and these times in my life where I felt so overwhelmed and like I have lists everywhere and like, I'll just like find a list in like my purse. And I'm like, all of this got done. And yeah. I remember I was so stressed about it. Um, but the thought dump thing has been really great too. And something I've been slowly integrating back into my life as I've kind of coming off this vacation mode where like I have my coffee in the morning and I just like write down absolutely everything because I think sometimes for me getting things done is it can seem very overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. When you have so much to do. So just creating again, a practice around like, how can we make this at like as non-overwhelming as possible? Right. Right. And, and almost then having grace for yourself and like what, what needs to get done. And you've also helped me so much with that. Like what needs to get done? What can I offload? Which is part of the journey at the moment. Yeah. And then like, what is like a more long-term thing, right? Absolutely. And I think that bringing the feminine energy into the masculine got to do this. It's like, okay, well, I have to do all these things, but maybe I put music on and it makes it more joyful or maybe... I get ready and I get dressed really cute. (laughs) I still feel great and it's fun. Or I talk to someone on the phone while I'm doing it. Or I say, I'm going to just give myself 30 minutes to do this. And then I get to go play. Or then I get to eat a delicious meal. Or I get to cook something for myself. Where it's like checking things off your list can also be a form of self-care. Totally. Yeah. And just as you're saying that, like my word for 2022 is play. And I feel like there's really like this emergence of like this Taurus energy in me that's been but like learning how that and my Capricorn like integrate together has been really interesting um but yeah this whole idea of like embodiment and play and creating structure it's like that like form and like the chaos and form right like allowing yourself to like move and bend and flow um but still having like this sense of control because another that's feel like that's another like big capricorn word right like control <laughs> and like allowing that control to bend and move and flow and it doesn't need to be like this um like negative thing right if you don't if you're not like gripping so tightly to it absolutely yeah and i know that with our work that's been a big piece is just letting go of any of that control with yeah. family with work with relationships with schedule 
What are some other things that during our time together? So Kelsey is one of my clients in the five month container that I have where we work with the cosmos, we do subconscious meditations, and then we do a lot of psych K on really reprogramming your subconscious mind and rewiring yourself to get out of your own way. What are some of the biggest takeaways that you feel like you've seen these shifts in yourself? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of our work again at the beginning was like, just creating that structure, that ritual, like grounding me, it felt so ungrounded when we first came together. And then it was like, we were able to kind of dive deeper into like these bigger underlying things. So a big one for me was like having being seen, right. Not being a burden, not being like in the way, allowing myself to kind of step deeper into my, my own energy and take up space and not be afraid to take up space and allowing that to reflect into my moon, but also into my personal life, which has been really cool. So the psyche K has been so transformative for me. And it feels like sometimes it's, it's just like that one psyche. And then it's like, you start to like, see all these changes. Right. And every week we come and I'm like, this is what's happening. And it feels like they kind of like piggyback off each other. And it's been like this really beautiful experience to see. Yeah. Like see more parts of myself and like where I'm closed and like watching them start to open. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, I feel like you've been this, it's like this river, right. Where it's like this beautiful Creek that, yeah, there was a lot of rushing and a lot of going and flowing. And it was like, I need to slow down and figure out what are the pebbles, you know, what are the, the stepping stones so that I can gain again, Capricorn control of these things while still being in flow and having fun. And one of the things that I've loved so much about working together is just this deep ancestral wisdom that you have, which also is like, so earth, so Taurus moon and all of the Capricorn. And then just this magic that you bring and you have so much enthusiasm of like, let's just dive in and like, get this work done and go for it. And so much comes through like the channeling. Would you even be open to talking about the experience of your babushkas that you saw? Yeah, of course. So yeah, we've done a lot of work around family lineage and ancestral healing, which is interesting because I felt it's like something, you know, is there, but you've really brought it to the surface. Um, and actually I loved, I listened to your ayahuasca episode and how you said that is like such a Capricorn energy. And I was like, of course it is. Like, I just had this moment where I feel like that also my experiences with plant medicine have also really helped me to connect into my ancestors, um, and allow them to come forward and, I've had this experience when we did a meditation where they all came forward as like, it's so hard to explain, but just, yeah, these like babushkas, like all around me, holding me. Um, And ever since then, I see them everywhere, like in imagery and yeah, it's really cool. But just to know that what I'm doing and what I'm working towards is like, I'm not alone. Right. Cause sometimes I feel like we can think we can feel so alone, but it's this beautiful reminder of like, no, they're actually all here. And there's like hundreds of them. It feels like sometimes all around me, right. Just like holding like this deep ancestral knowledge, this deep wisdom, um, that is very much a part of me that is being activated. And a lot of the work that we've done is really activated that inside. So it kind of, in a way, has like shifted that perception too of like, oh, I know sometimes you can see people like I have to carry like the weight of like at all. And I'm like, no, like this is 
cool. Like whenever I shift that perspective and I'm like, wow, I'm here and they're here with me. And like, this is really cool. This is like something very powerful and meaningful is happening here. Uh, Yes. It was so powerful that I will never forget that experience because that's one of my favorite things to do in general with clients is going into some type of ancestral healing and going into the subconscious mind and seeing what do you see? What was that story? What do they tell you? What messages do they have for you? And I think the feeling of you're never alone and like, we got your back. We're doing this together was so potent. And the message that you need, I know for me personally too, like loneliness was something I always felt like I dealt with. And when I did that meditation, I don't know if I told you this, but like I saw that in my past, I was um, Cherokee Indian, which is also really interesting that I moved to Asheville because it's Cherokee land here. Mm. Um, And I saw this woman who her whole hair was being scalped and that then she became ugly. And they said, you have to go live in the shed and that I was carrying her energy of that loneliness. And so when I had this meditation, it was like, I get to let this go for her and for me and heal this for all of us. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so powerful to just go back into those places. And it's been so fun to go into those because I've said to you, I think in our last session, like how quickly I feel like I drop in, which Mm -hmm. has been really powerful to just like allow myself and my imagination and, you know, like my mind to open up into these spaces that even like a year or two years ago, I just like, I would have been like, I felt so blocked in that space. Yeah. Yeah. You drop in very quickly. (laughs) And a few more things I just want to ask you. So I love that you've said that my moon collective is like, it just came through you that you feel like you just do these things and you're like, I don't even know how to trust that if, you know, especially for anybody listening, if they have that type of idea, how do they also trust that too? And then take the steps without fear. Yeah, honestly, like such a good question. And it's just something where like, there was, there's like this deep knowing that I've, that I had. And I think also, um, like I was looking for something, right? So it came to me at the right time, in the right moment, in the right way. And it was just something where it was like, okay, like, let's do this. And I know I keep saying that, but it was very much like, you have to take that leap of faith. And again, I had created a life where I felt like, or and very much was born into a life where I felt like there were like, there is security and foundation around me, but also I had done so much work in the years prior, like the two years prior to this, even becoming a thing of that cookie crumbling, that, that foundation, like that pre Saturn type of work. Right. So when it happened, it was like, okay, well, I've already crumbled so much. So like, if this doesn't work, like, what do I have to lose? Right. Like I kind of had been in that energy of like, if it doesn't work, something else will work. And sometimes you just have to really take that leap of faith and be like, if this doesn't work, like what is the worst thing that could happen? Right. Mm -hmm. And that looks different for everyone. And like, for me, it was like, then we'll figure something else out or I'll go back to that government job and we'll do it again. Right. (laughs) Like round three. Yeah. yeah, Round three. Exactly. Wow. I I just had to take the leap because if I didn't, there would be something always inside of me that was like, there's more for you here. There's more, you know, like it was just like, I have, I had to listen to it. Totally. Wow. I really acknowledge you and commend you for, for doing that. And I'm sure that so many people are so appreciative because you're bringing that level of spirituality of 
the actual tangible, which is so Taurus and Capricorn of the spirit into the actual earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had so many people reach out and say like, it's been really inspiring to watch. And I think there also is this element of like really bringing authenticity into it in the sense that like, I'm not obviously on the internet sharing like my whole life, but I very much have been open in the process and never been someone that was like, in a way, like if I'm not having a great day coming on and being like, hi, like, welcome to the store. Like I very much like have honored those flows of life and, um, presented that and shared that. And there's a realness. And I think that there's a relatability that people really enjoy and, um, can connect with, which has also really helped the business. And also the main mission of my moon has always been like to come closer home to yourself and to find these tools or these beautiful things, which is that Taurus energy that help you step into your power. And it's kind of funny because owning a store, oftentimes I'm like, by the way, you don't need any of the stuff to do that. Like (laughs) buy it if you want to, but also like, you don't need a crystal. You don't need a tarot deck. You don't need that incense to like, to open into yourself. These are tools that can help you and they can be like beautiful facilitators or um, items that help to hold that space. But it's really about like coming home to your personal power, right? So I think there's been a lot of takeaway from that and people just being like, you've inspired me to like step deeper into myself as you've stepped deeper into yourself, right? If I've like, op- in a way, opened that door for people to to do that, or at least that's the feedback that I've received. So that's been really cool. Wow. I have chills. I have like full arm chills. Yes. (laughs) Heart blasted open, you know, and other people can feel that and see that. And there's so much vulnerability there. Yeah. And I've had, um, a woman that I worked with at the beginning of this, who, um, around like moon work and stuff. And she, she said to me and it resonated so deeply. She's like, your, your healing happens through helping other people heal. Where it was like a lot of people, they say like you heal and then you can like present yourself to the world and these gifts to the world. But it was, she was like, you have this very unique thing where it's like, you're doing it alongside people, which I think is really cool. And I really enjoy that process. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that you also just wrapped up the mission of Chiron Yeah, <laughs> that is the wounded healer. Right. And, you know, you have your Chiron in the eighth house. So yeah. in the realm of all things mystical and yeah. then the fact that it's in cancer, it's that you get to remother yourself and bring this mothering maternal energy of let me again, blast my heart open, open up myself and my doors of my beautiful store to you to come in and facilitate this deeper level of healing. Yeah, totally. And I'm just laughing as you say that, because I definitely have those moments where I'm like, I don't want to open my heart. (laughs) And you're like, no, but there's something in me that's like, I'm at this point where it's like, you gotta do it. And I feel like sometimes like a child having a tantrum, that's like, fine, I'll do it. Right. Because it's a continual, continual practice. And it's been this like, really beautiful thing where it's like, I constantly have to check myself and be like, where are you closing and where are you opening? And it's been funny because the conversations I've been having lately are like, am I doing this from an open heart or a closed heart? Right. And Mm -hmm. once it's like, so obvious in your face, you're like, I can't continue to, I have to continue to open and it's scary and it's big, especially for like a cap, someone like Capricorn, where I'm like, I like 
to be contained and safe. Mm-hmm. So it's been really beautiful, scary, but also, and uncomfortable, but also like really just like, that's my medicine, right. Is to continue to open. So it's like that cancer Capricorn, like opposition, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then, yeah, with your Chiron making that opposition to Saturn where it's like, do I have to keep healing? Do I have to keep helping other people? <laughs> Can I just be a blob? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, another thing too, just in your chart and the last thing I'll say about your chart, that's incredible is, and I don't know if we've even talked about this before, actually, but next session is that you have this T-square and a T-square is when we have two squares that come together at a 90 degree angle. And then there's a planet that's at the very top at the apex. And I'm actually just going to share my screen and I'll show you this. It's really neat. So we have these two lines here and at the apex is Jupiter. And that means that there is this pressure being put onto Jupiter that you have a huge mission and that you have a big purpose and that any single thing that you do is like, go hard or go home. And that's where sometimes this burnout energy is so easy to just fall into, even when you're like, I'm not doing this again. And then it falls back. But the thing too, is that it's in Leo. And so of course it's about opening your heart. Of course it's about your heart bursting open and about you feeling so much and being such an empath and such an intuitive. And the way to deal with this is that you, you go deeper into your own creativity and into you being able to be the performer. And that sometimes when it's hard, you're like, I'm just going to put on my face for a minute and and not meaning on Instagram, but go into the store, have a good attitude. And then you're like, wait, I actually was fake laughing, but now my laughter is really real. Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) Yeah. That is such like a theme in my life that I've found lately where it's like, yeah, there's something greater is like pushing me to keep like going, even though I'm like, I just want to like, sometimes like, and it's so human, I think to just be like, I just want to like close down. And it's like, that's not actually not an option for you. <laughs> you're like, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. And you know, your, your Pluto's in Scorpio. I mean, most of us who are between, you know, I believe it's 83 to 93 have Pluto and Scorpio. And for anyone who's like you, who's a Sagittarius rising, you guys have your Pluto and Scorpio in the 12th house, which, which means that you're having your grow and glow through the spirit realm and through things coming through you in this mystical, alchemical, magical sense for Mm -hmm. power, you know, that's what brings your power. So uh, how can people um, get involved in the store if they're not in Canada? You and I have an event coming up. Do you want to speak to it a little bit? Yes, I'm very excited for this event. So it is called uh, Your Highest Lunar Self. Um, And just to keep in the theme with my moon, I thought it would be really cool to have Natalie come in and we're going to do it online. So anywhere in the world and just share the emotional and what the emotional alignment and embodiment of your moon is. So looking at each moon sign and how you might present yourself to the world in that way, in a way of your highest lunar self, your highest self, your highest alignment. And then I am going to lead everyone through that activation. I am also a breathwork um, facilitator. So we're going to do a bit of an elemental style breathwork um, and really activate that lunar energy and that emotional embodiment. Um, And I'm super excited just because I'm really tapping into like this Taurus energy that I hold, right. And this embodiment and like stepping into really 
in a personal way, allowing myself to embody this part of myself. Um, and then also, um, sharing that with, with the, the community and the world. So I'm really excited. <laughs> yes, we are so excited. So we hope you guys can join us. It's going to be next Thursday, the 27th. And are we doing it? Is it 6 p.m. Eastern or what time? Would, what we said 7.30. 7.30. Okay. We will have that on our Instagrams and on our mailing list. And lastly, is there just any other, you've given so much wisdom and advice, but any other kind of bottled up advice that you would give to someone who wants to start their own business, especially maybe a brick and mortar? Yeah, I think, again, it's just about trusting yourself, trusting the process, figuring, like knowing that if this is truly something that like ignites your soul and lights you up, that like, you're going to figure it out. Everything is going to get done. If you're anything like me, if you have this like Capricorn drive, and that doesn't even mean to say you have to have planets in Capricorn, but like that energy within you, we all have that energy within us that things are going to get done, right? Like allow yourself to dance and play in, in these lists that you might have. Um, and in that overwhelm, right. Allowing for that flow to really be a part of the process. Um, and yeah, just like continue to surrender to what is being presented to you. Like, I feel like most people listening to this are in this like mystic world. Right. And sometimes like when you surrender into the universe, that's when like, it starts to present these like great opportunities. Right. And that's when things start to unfold. So it's allowing for that, that surrender into it. Right. It's like that big trust fall. So yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. And my final question, which is a new thing. So you're the first to answer this, <laughs> but what does it mean to you for us to be living in a cosmic earth? How do you experience that? Oh, this is something that has been like really on my mind lately because I'm really coming home to this idea of being human and allowing myself to be human. And I think when I first entered into like this spiritual aspect of myself, it's like, I'm a star seed. I'm a cosmic being. I'm of another world. And lately it's been like, no, no, but you're human and you're here. So be here, be present. You have all this wisdom inside of you, but like allow yourselves to really bask in like the pleasures of the world, to be in the human experience, to experience the full range of human emotions. So like whenever I'm in it or like going through a process, I'm like really shifting my perspective to be like, how beautiful is it that I can feel this pain and this grief? Because like where else in this, in this galaxy, this cosmic universe, is that something that we can have? So really allowing myself to just like go full Taurus into like this, like making art out of like living the full spectrum of messy humanness. (laughs) Woo. Yes. Mic drop. (laughs) That's been, that's been the journey for me. So yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Kelsey. I just want to acknowledge you for everything that you've built for this Saturn responsibility that you have taken on with so much life and dedication and focus for opening up a goddamn store in the first month of the pandemic (laughs) being successful with it and with really honoring those messages that you get and listening to them and following with full faith. So where can people find you? Where can they follow you? How do they get in touch? Yeah. So first off, thank you so much. And thank you for this opportunity. I feel like it is just like such good medicine to like 
have a space to share, right? And to sit down and like talk about these things that like ignite me, right? So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can find us at uh, mymoon.collective on Instagram. And then we also have a website that um, links through to, we have like a blog on there, um, an online shop, and then just like all the other things. And that is mymooncollectiveshop.com. Okay. Well, I hope that you guys can join us on January 27th, Thursday night for our event together. It's going to be off the hook, your highest lunar self. (laughs) And thank you so much for being here and we'll talk soon. Hey, thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cosmic Earth Podcast. If you did, share it with your soul family and don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. And if you want to stop playing small and step further into living the life you know you came here for, send me a message over on Instagram at Rise with Natalie, and make sure to follow along for cosmic inspiration and guidance from the stars. Thank you guys again for listening and go out there and find some magic today.